Welcome to The Real Zodiac, a film retrospective podcast dedicated to reminding or introducing you to some of the most iconic films of all time, stirring up memories of ones you forgot or wish you could forget, and every film in between. Your hosts will be your tour guides and sometimes companions along this journey down the rabbit hole. Be warned, though, there will be blood, guts, more than a few bullet casings, love, despair, tears of joy, and cries of agony. Some from the hosts themselves, because some of these movies will make them wonder why did they choose these movies. Good luck. Oh, and of course, enjoy the ride. Mr. Cogburn. In your four years as U.S. Marshal, how many men have you shot? Shot or killed? Let us restrict it to killed so that we may have a manageable figure. Mr. Cogburn? What do you want, girl? I'm looking for the man who killed my father. The man's name is Tom Cheney, and I need somebody to go after him. What's your name? My name is Betty Ross. Are you some kind of law? I'm a Texas Ranger. I know, Cheney. It is at least a two-man job taking him alive. Marshal Cogburn? Can we depart this afternoon? We? I'm going with you. Congratulations. You've graduated from Marauder to Wet Nurse. We've been followed. What do we do, Marshal? You missed your shot, Cogburn. Just let this go. I thought you were going to say the sun was in your eyes. That is to say, your eye. You got a lot of experience with bounty hunters, do you? That is a silly question. I am 14. You can run on for a long time. Time for you to go home. I don't like you. I will not go back, not without Cheney, dead or alive. You gotta cut you down. Cheney's here! Help me, Marshal! Now what, Cogburn? Them boys don't think about the wrath that's about to set down on it. Cheney and this gang are a rough lot. I do not regret shooting your father. I will kill this girl! Biggest mistake you ever made. Help me! I can do nothing for you, son. Hey there, welcome back to Real Zodiac. I'm Amanda, and with me, as always, is the... uh, We'll go with the Joel to my Ethan Cohen today. Uh, We're related today. Uh, how exciting. We're related. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me uh, as one of your one of your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but we are not alone today. We have another good pair up here, too, with us from Scenic Cast. We have Kova. Hi. And Steve. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. 
All right. So tonight we'll be talking about a Western, Ooh. a not very old Western, was an old Western at some point, but a True Grit from 2010. Are you guys ready to talk about this one tonight? As ready as I can ever be. <laughs> All yes, right. So I what's am. the so what's the history of this movie uh, with you, Steve? I watched it for the first time this morning. <laughs> and what about you, Kova? Uh, I saw it maybe a year after it came out in theaters, uh, and then. It was one of those movies where uh, I remember watching going like, wow, great filmmaking, every performance was great. I hope I never have to see this again. <laughs> <laughs> well, already we're and, sorry. And, and it, 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 no, 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 no. And it's not a bad thing. It's not like, it's like I, not like that I hated the story or anything like that. There are just some movies that, like, I'll give you the perfect example Uh um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. This is exactly what I said when I walked out of that movie, December twenty uh, uh, 25th for Return of the King. That's the day I went to go see it. Packed theater. I said, all right, saw all three. I never have to see them again. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are some movies, I just great stories. I appreciate what they do for filmmaking and what they bring to, 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 you know, to, to, uh, you know, to teach other, future filmmakers uh, uh, from their films to learn from them. Like, I appreciate all that. They're just like, all right, great story. I don't need to hear the story ever again. (laughs) And don't get me wrong, I love um, Haley Steinfeld. I've been a fan of Jeff Bridges since I saw him in the movie movie Tron. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's just that thing. Like, I, I appreciate the work. It's just something about certain films that I'm just like, all right, that was cool. Like, and, and I'm not, it's not me hating. It's just, you know, yeah. it just wasn't for me. Yeah. Some movies are like that though. And they can also stick with you just with one viewing. Yeah. But, but yeah, Quentin, what's your history with this movie? Yeah. I, uh, I knew that this film was around, but I never saw it. Um, it was weird. Cause I knew everybody that was in it except for Matt Damon. And, um, that was an awesome surprise, by the way. Uh, but yeah, this was, I, I watched it for the first time last night and, uh, finished it this morning. And I'm really excited to talk about this because I might be leaning towards Kova, but I also might be leaning towards, you know, I don't know. If you guys feel, uh, the same way as Kova, then maybe we're all in the same boat, but I guess we'll talk about it. <laughs> all right. We'll make it into a little bit of a breakdown. So uh, this is a revisionist Western that's adapted from the Charles Portis 1968 novel of the same name. Um, Coen Brothers films so gets the whole Coen treatment. Um, Jeff Bridges, Haley Stanfield, Matt Damon, Josh Brolin, and Barry Pepper. And I'm sure, as most everybody is aware, there was an old, uh, the original old film back in 69 with John Wayne. But we're not here to talk about that one. We're here to talk about this one. And, uh, yeah, we'll just break right down into it. Um, Quentin, your overall thoughts kind of going into it and coming out. Um, yeah, so like I mentioned, I heard about this film, but um, I didn't know how if it was like a remake or 
kind of taking as an original idea from the book. Um, I was very, very surprised to see that this had a 95% uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So it was certified fresh, and you'd think it had to be with a star like Jeff Bridges, and you got Josh Brolin and uh, Matt Damon, and then, you know, newcomer at the time, Haley Steinfeld, who you can't even believe because she was like a supporting character, quote-unquote. Like, that's what she was um, advertised as. I mean, her name wasn't even on the poster when this first came out. And so I was really interested to see how um, she played in this film and to realize she's the main character, you know? Um, but you got to get those big actors on there first. So she was definitely the breakout role, and you could see why. I mean, look at where she's at now, you know? She's about to be mm-hmm. in uh, a show of one of the most, like, favored and successful franchises out there. Um, And she made people like Transformers again, you know? So seeing her in this, I was really excited. And I'm just going to say, I mean, I don't know. uh, This is kind of my non-spoiler review. Is that kind of what you want me to do, Amanda? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, This, she was my only favorite part of this whole film. Um. Everything else kind of, well, like we'll get into it, but I don't know. There was just some performances, some uh, scenes that I'm just like, huh, okay. That's how that happened. All right. But uh, yeah, th- I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there because I'm very curious to, to hear what you have to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, Steve, what did you think kind of going into it and initial feelings coming out? I mean, honestly, I didn't even realize it was the Coen brothers um, until the end. And even then, when I read it, I was like, oh, cool, the Coen brothers. And then it didn't really hit me. I was like, that was a Coen brothers movie. But <laughs> um, yeah, the only thing I knew about this movie was that it was a Western and that uh, Haley Seinfeld was in it. And um, this was great. I had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, I watched it in one sitting. I was just like, this is. I was really into it. I thought it was really well done. Um, uh, I do have a couple of like little things here and there, but overall, this is a, a it's just a very well done western. It's not their best western that, that they've done. Um, That's but a hotel. This is definitely. What you said, best western. Best western. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the only time I'll ever. Threw me off so much. I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's, it's like you said. I, I immediately like thought of Holiday, and I'm like, what is <laughs> what? Uh, but yeah, no, the um, <laughs> the the uh, the acting is really good. the The story is sound. Uh, it's just yeah, there's just a lot of great one liners. There's just and yeah, Haley Steinfeld's dialogue is amazing. <laughs> it's just like. It's just like no wonder uh, she's been doing so well. But yeah, like I was just really impressed overall with the film. All right. And Kova, we heard a little bit about you, but watching it a second time. Uh, watching it a second time, I I do see, you know, the the work that the Coen brothers did it. And I think this is like, I think they're, 
like this was their first time doing something like this, like it's real straight western, um, and and going into a genre type of film. Uh, I really uh, like, I really appreciate it a little bit more. Saw, you know, and I think this is one of the last times they they worked together. I think they, they stopped working together a few years ago, and just really like uh, uh, appreciated some of the work and. While I do think that Jeff Bridges' performance is is good, I find it like I don't know what it is. I uh, I found it annoying. It would bother me. I was just like, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I but but it, it's great. It's it's like that's the character. That's who he's supposed to be. You know, and, and you know Jeff Bridges is the the guy that we know off camera and Tony Rose that he's played where he's just like, hey man, it's that. It's always uh, hilarious when he takes on like a real serious role where he's just like, you know, a curmudgeon. And Haley Steinfeld's performance is, is great. Early on, you could see, you know, she was going to be a star. I mean, she got nominated for, for Best Supporting Actress for this role. Um, and Roger... Cinematography is really great. Uh, you got you, that's something you definitely have to appreciate with this film, and that, that it and it's and it's someone that you know if you're a film buff, like you're gonna be like, oh, Roger Deakins did cinematography. I'm gonna check it out. It's, it, it's it's and it's you know it's a damn shame that man's only won one Academy Award for for his work with all the things that he's done, and, and you and I. Kind of don't like the fact that it's you know it's a remake of a story that's been told already. But like I said, it, you have to appreciate the filmmaking, the the performances, and just overall the the work of of everyone on this film. And whilst there are some issues in the film, but overall it's it's still a really great film. Yeah, I don't disagree with a lot of you guys have said. Uh, Haley's performance, obviously the standout. I mean, she should have been nominated for best leading. Exactly. Um, in my opinion, I was like, she I, stole this whole. I was film. so mad when I like looked it up <laughs> and she got like best supporting or not. She didn't win, but like she was nominated for best supporting actress. I'm like, she was. <laughs> this is her story, you know. Like it ends with like her story. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. It I mean it's it does matter when it comes to big names that you have in the film, but I don't know. I was just like this is that's that's kind of dumb. And that's not the reason why I have like some distaste for, you know, certain parts of this film. That's not why. Um I I can separate that from the actual film. But yeah, looking at that, I I just that was a huge loss and now she deserves the world and she's getting it. That's all I got to say. Yeah. 100% true. Yeah, and to think that it was nominated for uh, 10 Oscars and received zero. I know. Just kind of blew my mind wasn't in general. was it the, uh, the like, only film to really have that to, to go for it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, think, I think to date, yeah, there still hasn't been anything like that with that many nominations and no, no trophy at the end of the day. <laughs> but, yeah, this is a beautiful film really well done like from like everything like all the stuff it was nominated for like you know all the sound editing and mixing um 
the acting I thought was great. And of course, the costumes were wonderful. The makeup and the hair, everything that they did, the cinematography, all, all of that was great and wonderful. So I understand why it does have such a high rating because it really was a really, really well done film. And yeah, wasn't this like their first go at a Western? Correct. Yeah. Because yeah. then later on, didn't yeah. they do the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice, nice. So, yeah, they can keep doing some of that Western-type stuff, modernizing it a little bit. And I just felt like with this movie, it made it feel real. Like, this is what it would have really been like back then. This is how situations would have really occurred. So I liked the realness to it and that it wasn't too, like, you know, juiced up, I guess. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, this really didn't happen. But in the movie, I mean, Maddie gets gets busted up a lot, you know, like she gets punched and tripped and spanked, of all things, you know. And it's just <laughs> it was like, damn, they really are roughing, roughing her up. Mm hmm. Oh, crazy. I, 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 I mean, it, it, it's like you guys are saying, like, they, to give it the real feel, you have to go as, as real as possible. And, and the fact that, you know, in those times, like, yes, she, she's a girl, a, a 14 year old girl, but she's messing in at that time was a very male oriented type of, of situation, you know, where it was, the men were the one that are out hunting for, 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 you know, uh, killers and crooks and all that stuff. They, it, you, you, you weren't seeing, uh, young ladies at that, that time at that age out trying to kill the guy that killed their father. It was mm-hmm. very rare to see that. And there were, while there were some women who were like that, yes, they were. For those of you who doubt that, uh, it was just very rare to see at that time. So especially one, at such a young age, and they were just, and you know, at that time, it was very misogynistic way of thinking of wh- of how they thought women were and what they needed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she was brought up in that environment. She was obviously brought up in a household with mm-hmm. with a dad that was very tender and very caring and compassionate. That obviously was educating her and teaching her to make the most of herself. So she she didn't grow up in the rough and tumble part of the wild wild west. I also thought it was very interesting that we didn't see we just heard about the mother. Like we never saw her parents in this. I mean, we saw her father like, you know, his corpse. Uh but like the mother isn't seen. Uh what is it? Her little brother isn't seen. A brother and yeah, there, it's just her. Like, yeah. we only get it from her perspective. And I don't know. I think that's kind of genius because you you don't have, like, any other influences into how this character should act. Instead, it's just, uh, like, it's her way and how she thinks, and that's, that's all we get. And I kind of respect the film for doing that, again, with kind of a, at that time, no-name actress, you know? Oh, 100. 100- Hundred percent. I love, I love it when movies don't always show everything, and you have to pick it up through the dialogue and just through the acting. And that was one thing I absolutely loved about this movie. 
Yeah, for sure. But yeah, let's get into the grit of it, fellas. Uh, grit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get into just Miss Haley. We'll make her the, the leading star in this. So Quentin, you said he had a few issues with some of the rough and tumble sort of things that are being kind of physically happening to her. Well, it wasn't, I mean, obviously I don't condone any violence towards any women. Um, but like, like Kova said, I mean, this was a male dominant sort of like thinking in this time. So like it obviously is seen that way. And, um, again, I'm going to give some props to the film. I mean, they didn't shy away from it. And for a while I was like, is this movie rated R? You know, because we see some some crazy stuff happening in this film that I just didn't expect would pass for the PG-13, but it does. Um, and so I, I kind of like clumped that together with it. But uh, as Kova, yeah, like as Kova said, this this wasn't your um, prissy little, you know, 14 year old. This is like a kind of a hardened. Uh, vengeful 14 year old that wants to see a man pay for the crime that he committed um, that directly affect affected her. And I don't know, there's just so much that I loved about this performance. And then uh, the dialogue was just really good with every character that she had uh, that she was in contact with. Like she was just so quick witted and you could believe it with her performance. You know how like some films and I'm, I'm using Avengers two as kind of my, uh, my um, example here, but I got really annoyed with the dialogue in Avengers 2 because everybody had a line that would like quip back to whoever, like a, a reaction or dialogue from somebody else. Like it was just, it was kind of too quick witted. And I'm just like, ah, this just doesn't seem like natural things being said, you know? And, and here it's totally believable because she just kind of has that kick-ass spirit that is kind of seen throughout the rest of her career as well Mm-hmm. all right what about you steve how do you feel about our miss maddie i i mean i loved her in this movie she was the best part uh i didn't really care for older maddie or at least the narration part of it um or maybe it was just the beginning of the movie while i while it worked because we need the introduction and everything by the time we get to the end and, and stuff like I mean, I don't know. For me, like, I didn't mind the prologue and epilogue, but, like, at the same time, it was, like, it was almost just, um, like, footnotes in a way. And it was just, like, when it was all done, I was like, I wouldn't mind just ending it with her making it to wherever she had to be. Um, the whole removing her hand and stuff, I guess it's just more of, like, that's how it was in the West back then, which I can understand, but... I don't know. It was definitely almost like uh, an added on portion, almost like the studio was asking for it. Yeah, it wasn't a studio thing that was actually uh, in the book, from really? what I understand. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Oh, so the movie was adapted. So it's all from a book. OK. Yeah, they went. They tried not to do too much copying from the original movie. They tried to pull from the book, which the first movie did a lot, too. But. That right. ending, I guess, is from the actual novel. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, especially with the narration put in, it definitely mm-hmm. feels like a novel slash movie in a way, or, a no- or like a novella in a sense with, in that case. Um, but 
like I loved everything about it. Just yeah, I, I don't know. Like just thinking about it now, like when it was done, I was like, wow, that was really good. But like I guess like that'd be my biggest like thing for um, Maddie or whatever. But uh, was Domhnall Gleeson in this movie? Yes. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> we I feel like we've haven't really dug into Domhnall Gleeson in kind of like our catalog, Amanda. But I need to say mm-hmm. it right now. That is one of my favorite actors. Like probably, possibly my favorite actor ever. I oh, I love nice. him. And when he <laughs> showed up, my wife was watching this film with me, and I think she knew because she's like, "Look who it is!" You know, I was like, oh, "My buddy!" <laughs> you know, I was so happy to see him, even if it was just for a little bit. I was like, just looking at the screen. I'm like, "Is like, twice this happened in the movie?" First was Matt Damon because I didn't I didn't recognize him at all at nighttime when he was on the porch smoking. But then when she wakes up in the morning, I'm like, is, and I hear him speaking. I'm like, is that is that Matt Damon? Yeah, and, and nobody's rescuing thing. him. Domhnall Gleeson. I'm like, is that Domhnall Gleeson? Like I just <laughs> I was just like, what are these guys doing in this movie? It almost makes more no sense. Um, but they were like they had really great parts. Um, I really loved the journey she went on, like like uh like her dialogue, like I was saying earlier. Um, but oh man, when Tom Gleason lost his his fingers and everything, and all, and got stabbed oh. in the chest, I was just like, this feels like there were parts of this movie that felt like straight out of Red Dead Redemption, like this. Could have been, <laughs> like, like part, not not in a bad way. It's just like like I felt like I like when he's like we're gonna wait for all these people to come in, and then shit goes to hell and nothing works. That feels like a mission I've played on Red Dead Redemption. It's just like, man, it's really funny just like how shit goes down and everything in there. But yeah, the – um, uh, you know, it's funny. Jeff Bridges got me too and she was like, I'm not going to pay you and then you steal my money or whatever. And he's like, fine, we'll leave tomorrow. I'm like, all right, good man, good man. I just need to sober <laughs> up. Nope. He tricked me too. I was like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I saw that one coming. I was like, girl, he just said he's making you wait an entire day. It's like you keep an eye on him because he's battling. He's going to leave you in the wind. <laughs> but I definitely didn't expect it to be like, you know, she'd be able to catch up to him in like three minutes. You know, I thought he would be like long gone. It did feel pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> she was able to find him. Pre- like, yeah, they didn't, have, they didn't even give us a 30 second scene of her just running, galloping <laughs> yeah, through the field. Straight to like, swimming. Like, you need to catch up. A great, yeah, great horse she got there. Um, a lot of great one-liners, but man, when when they're in like the hideout or whatever, and they're talking about the rifle, and he's like, uh, and he's like, this rifle can make it. I'll tell you, he goes, I'm not, I'm not arguing about the rifle. The rifle sounds. <laughs> it's not what I'm saying. And then he actually pulls it off at the end. I was like, oh man. Yeah, that was a good tell. payoff. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Kova? Our um, leading lady. No, I, I I thought she was great, and you know it's a excellent introduction uh, to Harry Steinfeld. Um, <clears throat> everything you see in this is just you, like you know, rewatching it now and not knowing who she was back then, and and just seeing her, you know, just like outperforming even the veteran actors in this at, at parts and. And you just see it in, in, in her face that like, yeah, she's gonna be doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I love her. 
Her what? Her hat. Sorry, her oh, hat. Oh yeah. At yeah. the end, like when she put the paper in there and everything, it just I was like, oh, it looks so cool on her. <laughs> her hat and her braids. I love it. Yeah, and and just you know, at such a young age to show this talent is very rare to see in Hollywood, and and a lot of times, you know, we see it and then we never see it again. And here, this movie came out in uh, 2010. It went 2021 and she just keeps doing it over and over again. And every time we're, we're just like, wow, like she just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's just drop dead gorgeous, you know? And I think like we're, we're happy and excited to see that, you know, she grew up, you know, kind of under the limelight and, you know, she's, she's turned out fine. You know, like she, She's in these great roles, and I mean, she's in Dickinson. Um, she's she's doing all right. Like she's a successful actress, and um, she, I mean, I'm just really excited to see what else she has in store for her um, with this with this career, you know. And it's just great that because mm-hmm. I mean, it could be so intimidating working with alongside Jeff Bridges and. Um, Matt Damon, these like very prolific actors, and she chews up this scene just as much as they do, if not better. Kind of like what you were just saying, Kova. Yeah, it, it it's one of those things that like uh, I just how she goes back and forth with Jeff Bridges and even um Matt Damon's Le Beef or Le Beef. Or what a weird name, name. Right. and like it's just like La <laughs> Beef. La Beef. <laughs> it's probably not supposed to be pronounced that way, but you know he's from Texas. He's a Texas Ranger, right. so it has to be. You think it would be like La Buff, you know? But whatever. Yeah, what do we know? It's like all right, I'm not hungry for steak, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be said. That's all I gotta say. It just it had to be said. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just, I, there were some scenes where I'm just looking at her go back and forth with, with them and you could just see like, I was like, guys, she's outperforming you guys and it's fucking ridiculous that at that age she was doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, and this, uh, reminds me so much. I totally got the vibes of Leon the Professional. Oh, yeah. Like, this is... Natalie Portman was the same way, at about the same age, I think. Pretty close, yeah, pretty close. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if they they were the same age. Mm Mm-hmm. But it totally gave me those vibes because, you know, it's just like this young gal, and then she's teamed up with this uh, kind of rough and gruff... uh, you know, older guy that's going to be her, her protector and take care of her, even though they probably would be rather doing anything but that. Right. So it definitely gave me those feelings. But uh, my some of my favorite scenes with her, though, are the one where she's uh, bartering with the auctioneer about the, mm, the money and the horses and the ponies and, oh, gosh, that whole scene was great, and then she mm-hmm. comes back to buy one of the ponies, and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, are we trading <laughs> yeah, again?" <that> he's <laughs> like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I, uh, I, I think that was a great. Uh, scene. I loved it when she went to pick up the horse. 
I, I loved it when she went to go pick up the horse and, and the guy the kid was like, I'm not allowed to utter your name. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, but yeah, any of her other scenes too were they were all really good. Um Oh, just the the bit towards I guess just her learning all these little things and seeing the interactions that Bridges' character has with all of these people along the way. You can see that she's just looking and absorbing everything from his, um, you know, with the person that was hanged from the tree, and then, like, somebody came along underneath, and she's, like, you know, stayed in the tree until that person was gone, which I thought was kind of clever of her instead of hopping down right away to get into business, but then asked later, like, so what was that all about? Right. Just little little scenes like that I've enjoyed. Um, I think it, it's it's interesting to see just how, like, because this is kind of her first time out in the wild, really, in terms of, like, collecting a bounty with, um, with Jeff Bridges' character, Rooster. And, um, yeah, I, I, love, I love how you put that. Like, she is just learning on the job and you know she's starting to adapt things and adopt what is being taught to her later in the film and i think that's like really clever and uh it's shown in the cinematography just like making sure to get that shot of her looking at this and looking at that like i i i, I agree like it was just perfectly done Mhm. all right so what did y'all think of matt damon's character <laughs> hearing that some of you didn't recognize him right away. Uh, great performance. I like to see him as a bad guy or like mm-hmm. a or an anti-hero, whatever you want to like call him, or just a jackass overall. Uh, it was so odd seeing him just like just having him bout with Jeff Bridges of how they're not getting along, but they're dealing with each other because of the bounty and everything, and just how they're calling each other on their shit all day long. And it's just getting tiring. They, they split up like three times and got back together like three times throughout the movie. Um, and it was just, yeah, his, just the way he like, he was like a, like a, a varsity kid or whatever. He was just like, I'm a Texas Ranger. And he was just like, so, just so proud of it. And I loved how, uh, Haley Steinfeld was just like, that don't mean shit in Arkansas. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so true though. Still holds true today. I, yeah. I kind of like, I, are you saying like he kind of acts like a jock? Oh yeah, yeah, I totally get that vibe from him. Like yeah, I, you know, it, it, yeah, it would be like a retired you know player who didn't play any football, um, except in high school, but he's still holding on to those glory days. Like no man, I'm still the best. You know, like, ask ask my bros. Mm-hmm. You know, Alto Lambda Kai you know, stuff like that. You know. <laughs> that's exactly where like what he reminded me but you know obviously back in the day yeah and he kept following him around the whole time just like uh jeff bridges said he would you right. know or rooster <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so it was kind of funny with that as well but yeah what about you koba no i i like uh matt damon's character and, and it's the same thing as he says that you you like to see him play these characters that are normally not the kind you normally would see him in 
because he's always, you know, this the good guy, the straight man, and usually like the the most like uh, out of character character we got from him was uh, Jason Bourne at one point, you know, like because it, it was like we've never seen you do an action movie. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like that that was a surprise to everyone, and it was like, oh my god, it's amazing. So, but it, it's always good to see him do. Uh, different things and as he's getting older it, it's going to be interesting to see what type of role he's going to continue to take on you know i don't want him to because he's not i don't think he's like the the mark Wahlberg type actor where like he's always going to be this uh, muscle-bound guy still going into his late 40s and 50s where i think he's more of the actor where like you know he's going to start looking at roles more appropriate for his age and as he's getting older and realizing, you know, instead of like, you know, the the young detective in a in a in a in a mystery film, he's you know the grizzled veteran who's probably on the take or something, you know, something like that, and and, and or you know, play a dad that you know isn't a fucking uh, uh, a douchebag <laughs> or a senator or a senator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see him oh. do some a, a role in a group. In politics, in a like a political movie, yeah. But he, this movie, like you, you love to see when you have um, a veteran of like you know this is like the 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 NBA veteran, you know. It's uh, uh Jeff Bridges is is like uh, in his in his last final years, but here comes Matt Damon, who's been in the in the league for uh, about ten years, and he still thinks he's hot shit and still got it. And then you bring in the rookie with with Haley Steinfeld, and you have these just tremendous actors, all in different points in career, and they're all three just performing at at a, at top level. Even though at some points Matt Damon's character, I was just like, and as some of your dialogue's a little, they could have written you a little bit better. <laughs> I think that was on yeah. purpose though to make him like dull and and like. Not as because he gets intimidated by um, Addie's vocabulary in general, you know. Very true, very true. Yeah, I, it, and it goes back to like how he is um, towards her being, you know, a woman. Like like I said earlier, is that you know he's very like, you know, he takes the thing to to spank her while Rooster's just watching, like. What the fuck is this man doing? And then finally he's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not gonna look continue. Even though he takes his sweet fucking time doing it, yeah. dude, he, he's like whooping her the, like the shit out of her. Like he pulls like, out a switch, man. Yeah, so <laughs> weird, so weird. Just yep. wasn't expecting that at all. But mm-hmm. it, but it it's to the same thing where like she probably like like it's she's probably never been in those type of situations where they're and and he's like and he's going more in the fact of like you're 14 i can treat you like like my kid and because your parents or you know whoever is is surely gonna want you to come back home after after we're done with this but i'm gonna show you that like you can't be like this you're a 14 year old kid Mm-hmm. You know, at that time, at that time, you know, it, it, if you were under sixteen, you were treated as a kid, man, and or boy or girl. And if you were trying to step up to someone, trying to act all tough, I'm like, man, you are a child. Shut up before I whoop you. And 
that was the way of the land back then. They, if if a boy stood stood up to to uh, to the booth or the beef, like I'm sure he would have whooped his butt too. Mm-hmm. Very true. I think you are very right on that. Oh gosh, <laughs> I love his I, character though. <laughs> yeah, I would like to know is like like how like what did they tell them to do in that moment? Because like. You kind of wonder yourself, like, dude, how hard are you hitting her, like, while you're filming this? Or did you get somebody else, like, to stand in? To, or did you just put padding on, on there or something? Like, mm-hmm. like you do kind of wonder, like, how far did he go? Because we do, we do hear stories in certain films, you know, where some actors, like, go to the next level. And sometimes they, or, and the producers, directors, like, yeah, you know, who cares? Just keep going. <laughs> I heard it was improv. Fine. Uh, Even better. <laughs> I was just trying to make a joke. That's oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> shit. It wasn't even that script. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think they would have gone that far. <laughs> you imagine the Coen brothers sitting there like, uh, 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 <laughs> Somebody stop him. Somebody stop it. What do we do? Do we call him. HR at this point? Like, what happens? Like, <laughs> uh, oh, but her parents would be on uh, on set, wouldn't they? Because uh, yeah, that's age. true. <laughs> <laughs> my baby, <laughs> the hell's wrong with you, Matt Damon? Or it's flipped. They're like, hit her harder. <laughs> <laughs> we all Here's know that David would definitely not do that for real, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because he's Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> Matt but, Damon. Well, I almost started laughing, like when he, like you know, his tongue was injured, and then he started yeah. talking, and then it's almost like he's, I'm like, he's almost doing like the Matt Damon voice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was gonna rip his tongue out, like he's gonna let him oh. do it. Oh yeah, I was sitting there like, oh, what is going it. on? What do is going it. on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say he can like I can pull those teeth out. He's like, Oh look at your tongue too. But then like him speaking after that, how did he do that? What did they do to make him sound like his tongue was like twice the size that it was? Yeah. Oh, that's uh. just crazy. Good acting. You know, there you go. <laughs> But I did enjoy seeing a, you know, bringing up their the supposed doctor dentist person. Oh my gosh! The band in the, the bear, bear suit. suit, dude. What a <laughs> sultry mother effing voice. I was just listening, like, man, I need this guy to read me stories, cause like, I loved it. It was so soothing. And please tell me I'm not the only one who thought that. Uh, honestly, like, I I was just like, this guy is just so calm with talking and everything. And I'm like, is he on shrooms or something? Because he was just oh, like, no. he would pause at points <laughs> where there's no point to pause, but he's pausing, you know? He's the, he's he's the like, perfect yeah, doctor. Uh, like, he'd be the one that I'd want here. to tell me, like, all right, look, man, you got, like, terminal cancer. And I'd be like, oh, man, how bad is it? Just to hear him talk some more, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, well, I can tell you, but, you know, I'll give you two dental names. <laughs> you guys are all... <laughs> 
You guys all about your voice. I'm like, I'm here over going like, God damn, how much does he stink under all that fucking Oh, fur? true. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Dude. Well, you gotta think like, how much do all these freaking people stink? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like everybody fucking stinks back there. Like, like I, I, I always like, I, sorry, Steve. Like I always find it uh, hilarious when we see movies, you know, period pieces and. Everybody's got perfect teeth, and I'm just like, no, he didn't. <laughs> like, you know, they didn't look Mm-mm. like that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, oh, Barry Pepper's teeth that. were so bad in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the he went, he, he went, he went for yeah. it. Yeah, he just never yeah. brushed his teeth. Like uh, Shia LaBeouf, or should I say Shia LaBeouf? I know. In uh, in Fury. <laughs> yeah, pulling his damn tooth out himself. Right. Yeah, and he never right. brushed his teeth, man. Could you imagine being that? Ugh. I uh, I thought he was he was going to sell them the bear suit and he was like, "You have anywhere to to hunker down tonight?" He's like, "My bear suit." And I was like, no. "Come on in." Yeah, right. <laughs> we all just group hug. <laughs> I would. Oh man, but then, yeah, then again, that's that stinkiness. I don't know if I could go past that. I'm not good with stench. Like I don't like when people stink, and I will try to find a way to tell you without hurting your feelings. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I need, I just needed to be taken care of now. So I would, I don't know. If no, I to everyone. That. If we ever meet Quentin <laughs> in person, those of us who haven't shower really well. Yes, please. Make sure it's like <laughs> no. a half hour before too, before you show up to wherever he's at or he shows up to wherever you're at, because you want to be sure you smell good <laughs> and don't overdo it. Don't overdo it with the perfume or no. cologne. I'm just not gonna shower. See if he even does it. Bro, you're gonna see me. You're gonna see me sweating because I'll be like, oh hey Steve, hey. No, we don't have to hug or anything, man. Come on, just you know. <laughs> Look, come on, group hug. Come on, come here. <laughs> Bring a bear suit and we'll talk. <laughs> you you would have hated me back when I when I was a a preteen. I went one summer not. Like, the last few weeks of summer, I just said, I'm not taking a shower, Mom. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, and she, was, she didn't let me go out for the whole month. I was like, I'm not taking a shower. She's like, I'm just changing my oh, clothes. Oh, you showed her, huh, Cole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like, the third week, though, she's like, nah, fuck this shit. You get the fuck in the bathroom. It's fucking sick. And my dad was just like, my damn time. Jesus. <laughs> like, like I, I know they said the dead stinks after three days, but you started stinking after one. I was like, what? <laughs> Koba, I think we we have met each other at the perfect time. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I I definitely oh, enjoyed no that. bear suits for anyone this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed the the bear suit doctor. He was. He was a good little like break from not not the monotony, but like it was just cool to see something that from like because uh, I mean it was fuzzy, it was out of out of eye eyesight, and then it's coming in. You're like, what the hell is that? And it keeps coming closer, and you realize it's actually a man in a bear suit. Yep, and the rooster's like was waiting there the whole time because he was confident it was. LaBeef. Right. <laughs> he saunters on up. He's like, well, you're not LaBeef. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a question for everyone. What did you get? What do you guys think Matt Damon said when they told him the character's name? But 
Did you go? What do you think his words were exactly? That's not how it's spelled. Hey, he's probably like, you know what? I don't care as long as I mean, like, I'm getting paid either way. <laughs> Call me whatever you want. I don't know that that name just didn't work for me. I'm sorry. Like it was just so it was just strange. And I mean, I'm guessing that was also in the book. So, I mean, it just it it makes me think like what if this character was in the original, which I don't have that knowledge. I didn't see the original one. Um, but mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm curious. It was played by Glenn Campbell. Yeah. Oh, was was his name Labeef or Labuff or Labouf? I think it. I think it was. Labeef. I don't know, man. It's just such I a could weird be wrong. Name. It's been a long time since I've watched right. that one. He went by the name Shia. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. But no, I did uh, totally loved his character. You know, they broke up again, and then he came back at the end and helped save Maddie. And I thought that was really good. And then just kind of the end cap where older Maddie's talking about like he might still be alive but he'd be pushing 80 but I never heard from him again yeah but she was totally she totally would would have loved to have met up with him again which which Mm -hmm. I like that and it's it's even though he even though he was kind of a dick to her but he kind of softened up over time too that I that's what I liked about his character well he just got his ass kicked a lot throughout this film I mean he gets shot in the shoulder (laughs) he gets knocked out he almost bites his tongue off, like it's and dragged around on a horse. I mean, the dude got a beating. He's like, I'm over this. It's just, it reminds me of that meme where uh, it shows Stan from uh, South Park, and he's like, uh, I didn't hear no bell. Like he just keeps getting back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I did get a chuckle out of the. And I knew it immediately to, when Rooster was drunk on the horse and they started still continuously talking about like shooting and aim and the guns and shooting the cornbread. He stops. And I was like, I was like, Oh great. We're going to have a pissing contest here now. Yeah. (laughs) The two, two main dudes are going to start shooting a bunch of shit and wasting time. And I, I think it was, (laughs) I think it was smart that it went on a little too long because you're seeing it from, the eyes of uh, of Maddie, you know, because it went on entirely way too long. You can just see her like her confidence in Rooster just dwindle. I know. Uh, every time he tries shot, it's just ugh. <laughs> like, please stop. <laughs> well, and I'm glad that he didn't accidentally shoot one of them at the end. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it made, I mean, I, I get the reason for that scene just to kind of show that he's getting older. But then later on when he's in that fight against the four cowboys, I mean, what, he takes out two of them? And I don't even know, like one of them, did one of them get away? And then the and then the main one. He definitely takes down two. And then he hits the main one, but yeah, I just I can't remember where the other one went. Like I saw him, kind of like side ride his horse, and that was the last time I saw him. Um, I mean, do you guys have anything to add to that? Because I don't know, maybe I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. Not really. Yeah, <laughs> I totally yeah, get I'd... that. 
<sighs> but how do you guys think that that was going to end initially? Like with her um, meeting up with the big bad? Oh, this... I don't know. I don't know if I was let down or just... This was just not what I expected, but for her to shoot him and then, like, have to be part of his posse. And I, cause, like, he was kind of the big bad, but he really wasn't the big bad, you know? Like, he was just, he was just kind of like a part of the entourage. And he was kind of like the dummy of the guy. Yeah. Group. Well, I mean, yeah, I feel like he was, he was even lower than the guy who just did animal noises. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> right like that i don't know it just that that kind of made me mad because one you have josh brolin who is a fantastic actor and you're just kind of giving him this kind of like slop dummy role and i don't know i just i, I would have preferred him to be the big bad and i i don't know i kind of liked that he was kind of the Kind of like the the weakest link of their group because even when you hear it's like her dad was a nice generous guy and even in the story they say in the beginning well he just got drunk and then my dad tried to calm him down and he shot him and took like like two cold two gold bits off of him and then just wandered out of the town so it's like he didn't seem like you know like initially I mean like kind of like when I was thinking back is like well he didn't wasn't actually described as like this horrible, you know, outlaw because the other two guys are like listing and naming off all of these other outlaws that they've been after and whatnot. Right. Yeah. And that does hold some pressure. So the reveal here. was okay for me. Right. With you saying that, it kind of softens it for me because I, in my mind, I was just like, making him out to be this huge baddie that, you know, through the eyes of... Well, because... Of, yeah, Maddie, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of... And also, we're used to that, too, because look at the villains he has played recently. <laughs> very true, very true. I mean, this was, uh, you know, like... Two... Or no, not two years, but four years before um, he cameoed in Guardians, and then... Like ultimately eight years before uh, he is the big baddie and like the like I said a very popular franchise and uh, so like it, it was kind of weird because I definitely got this film and Jonah Hex confused a lot when I was younger because he was in both you know and like sometimes I would think that Megan Fox was in True Grit and Haley Steinfeld was in um, was was in Jonah Hex so. This this definitely fixed that for me, like, <laughs> all the way now. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, uh, Steve, what did you think of the Brolin's reveal? I loved it, but, like, you, it, it just, like, and, like, what Quentin was saying, like, you know, we went through the movie through the eyes of Maddie, and, like, she's building this guy up as, you know, it's her father's killer. He should be this big bad. But in reality, it's just some dimwit. And it's just like, you know, that's kind of like how life is. You always are expecting either the, the, the greatest or the worst and it turns out to be mediocre most of the time, you know. And mm-hmm. 
find out you know, this thing, and then you know she had him until the gun malfunctioned. Oh, I know that pissed me you off know? too. So, I was like, oh no. Yeah, so it's just like. Oh, and I'm glad she did pull that trigger though the first time. He's like, huh, I didn't think you'd actually do it. And I think in her, she was like, <laughs> you know what, me either. <laughs> it, it was cool that they brought it, it back to. Sorry, sorry, Steve, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and, and based on the whole posse, besides the leader being like a rival to Rooster, they were all idiots. You know, they were just yep. a whole like. And if you know, and if you honestly, I relate to them as just regular passerbyers in the Deadwood show. You know, you see them all the time, sort of thing. They're a dime a dozen. Who they are, who we were, event, who we actually find out we're going after. We're just settling, you know, a basic deep. scoundrels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very, very true. But yeah, I was afraid for her because I knew they yeah. left him with her and said, oh, we'll be back or like come to the the old place or whatever it was. Yeah. And I was like, eh, I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know how this is going to work out. How did you feel about that bit, Kova? Uh, honestly... I honestly felt that they were leaving him to to like look. This is your problem. Deal with it. Oh, yeah. Kind of like under the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's it was a situation where I I felt that like uh, Ned uh, uh, Barry Pepper's character was just like it was like okay, I see the situation here. It's not my problem, (laughs) right? It's yours. It's this idiot's problem. And I'm not, you know, I was like, I'm not going to kill a kid. Like, he already killed the dad, so. Yeah, and also he was kind of like, you know, you're kind of giving us a ba- our posse a bad name where this is just really unnecessary. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that, like, him being as dim-witted as he was, it goes to show that, like, he's, he's just an, an idiot that made a dumb mistake in, while someone was just trying to help him out. Mm-hmm. And what was he wanted for down in Texas? He shot the senator's dog and then shot him or something like that? Shot the state senator. Yeah. yeah. But killed his dog, too, or something? Yeah. That's the real crime. He deserves to have. <laughs> you know, Quinn, the real crime is nobody bringing up Josh Brolin's fantastic role in MIB3 as Jay, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> oh my God! Well, I was trying to, I was trying to channel all of his kind of villainous roles. I mean, unless you you thought he was the villain okay, of the I'll film, I'll give it to you. I'll give I was it. about to say, you know, Boris the animal was kind of the the big bad there. It's just boring. Oh, oh man, I love that movie. I'm so glad you just brought that up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Sorry there. And then Miss Maddie uh, gets to meet up and finally shoot the guy. Shoots him off the cliff, and then she falls down into the pit. Which they <laughs> did. They did. Uh, you know, yeah, preface. You know, they said, "Watch mm-hmm. your step." It's like, there's a pit right there. And not even that. Like she, she's she's only fourteen. She's not that big yet, and that's a big ass rifle. That kickbacks. Mm-hmm strong you know so it makes complete sense and then uh kova how about those snakes huh oh god 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, you don't get started in that fucking shit. Oh, my God. I, I don't know what it is. As I've gotten older, uh, I've become more like I don't want to see these fucking snakes. They like, get these. Like, I don't, like, when I was younger, because I hate snakes, and I could take the whole, you know, yeah, you know, I saw snakes on a plane, and I was like, oh my god, this is gross, but now the older I've gotten, I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to see this shit, like, why are you showing me this, like, uh, <laughs> like I'm not going to lie to you, like, I, I saw snake eyes in, in theaters, and there's these giant anacondas in this motherfucker, and I was sitting there going like, nope. Nope, 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 nope. The whole time, it's like, nope, nope, nope. I'm not looking. I don't fucking care. <laughs> no more snakes. I, yeah, I, I just can't deal with snakes. It's in, uh, it's just, even, even the, the, the small bit that we got here, I was just like, nope, sorry, I just, I just can't do it. <laughs> like, why you, like, no lie, the last few months, you ask Steve, Steve will tell you, like, almost every, month like there's been a movie or two movies that we've watched that involve snakes and i'm just sitting there going eh, please just get them away all right kova yeah you can call kova indiana jones because he hates snakes <laughs> kova <Yeah>. loves With... <laughs> snakes i'm gonna make sure the next one that we cover we're definitely gonna have um, all snakes all the time oh my god you know, uh are you gonna have just be like say no the whole <laughs> the whole recording. Like, I actually uh, watched five percent of this film. You're like I didn't see my eyes closed. I'll prefix it by I'll prefix it by saying uh, uh, please know that I didn't sign that this was not my idea. I just signed up for it. <laughs> exactly. Um, Amanda, I do want to ask you because uh, I. I I know we're kind of getting to the end just over here, but I, I just have to say this about Rooster Cogburn. And I thought this is the, mm -hmm. like the entire film and I might get some, some flack for this, but his voice annoyed the hell out of me. Like I love Jeff Bridges voice, but not in this film. I didn't, I just, I, he was not my favorite character to watch in this film at all. And I, uh, Oh, go ahead. Watch I'm sorry, no, sorry, sorry. You couldn't finish your... Well, I was going to say that, like, I've just, I've seen this so many times in other films, just the reluctancy of doing, like, what the plot needs, and then him trudging along and joining, and him just being bitter the whole time. I don't know, i just seen it played out so much, and then, obviously, yes, at the end, he's going to save her and do all he can. But, like, I don't know if it's just, I'm so jaded by seeing it so many times but i don't know like it just it it didn't i didn't care for it as much i mean does that make me heartless oh yeah oh good okay <laughs> <laughs> just his voice and his like persona yeah just the draw like it just all just i don't know it just didn't it just didn't do it for me like uh did you at all go on have you seen Heller Highwater? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't <laughs> bother it didn't bother me that much. That no, I think it's just like this. He just loved all the the slowness and just how drunk he always sounded. It just I don't know. It just didn't <laughs> roll with me. I guess I've watched 
the big Lebowski enough. It didn't bother me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he just needed to throw in a little more man. No, what was there. what was the other one? What's the other one where he was like the singer with Maggie Gyllenhaal? The singer. He was drunk in that movie too. Hmm. I don't think I know that one. Oh, it's a good film. We'll have to. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up while while we keep going. <laughs> I laughed pretty hard when he was when he woke up the next morning and like he's like damn ducks because <laughs> they're just all like hanging up on the ceiling and everything. They're just <laughs> getting his way. Yeah. Him <laughs> oh, the movie's called yeah, Crazy, Crazy Heart. I literally That's just it. found oh, it. Oh yeah. But yeah, he's he's kind of drunk in that one too, and it's still kind of almost the same sort of persona a little bit. Right. He's a country singer in that one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a, a, a failing country singer because mm. of because of the the liquor. Mm. All the hooch. Yep. <laughs> it tastes so good. <laughs> Baby. You're a rock star. Not the same thing. Um, <laughs> but no, this whole uh this whole last scene of him saving her Oh, poor horse. Oh my god. Broke my damn heart. Yeah. I can't and, but that's what you had to do at the time, and I hate it, but, uh, man. Made me immediately think of, uh, the film we, uh, we just reviewed, uh, War Horse. Mm-hmm. I was just like, no, we yeah. don't need to see another horse die, <laughs> please. Yeah, COVID's about snakes, and I, yeah, we're over here being like, no more horse <laughs> die. <laughs> this is amanda and i's uh last movie review ever so we're really happy that you guys got <laughs> <Yeah>. to... <laughs> we're actually giving our oh. podcast to the scenic cast so thank you guys <laughs> all right a new segment <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you need another one because god you guys are rolling through it i love it I, I can't oh, wait for you to oh. like break all that down a little later when we're when we're done because we're giving you the floor then. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally agree yeah. with you. Like this was a horrible scene to watch with the horse, but like you see the drive um, that's mm-hmm. that's in uh, in Rooster, and I mean, like you said, I mean it just is heart wrenching seeing what happens, but at the same time, you're right. This is what happens to um, to horses. Mhm. And that wasn't even like a, a top a top horse. I mean, they kept referring to it as a pony, but that's not what a pony looks like mm-hmm. in real life. But maybe back then the term for like a horse that just kind of is smaller and not like a more like a thoroughbred that's made for long distances in the terrain. Maybe that's what they were kind of referring to. But Maybe, man. they don't have the steroids that that we have nowadays for horses. That's true. <laughs> it's also probably a thing. Yeah. Um. Over bringing in the knowledge <laughs> over here. I mean, just look at the recent one that like won, and then they found out uh, in the Kentucky Derby. They're like, no, that motherfucker's on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> that horse is dope. Yeah, it was I, his idea. <laughs> <laughs> no lie, no lie. We didn't know he was taking anything. <laughs> no lie. When when I heard that, I I was like, I would just love to see a picture of the horse with like the 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 rubber band thing tied around it, its leg 
and then with the other hoof just injecting the steroids into his <laughs> head. Bags under his eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's all I wanted to see. I was just like, show it. Show me the picture of the horse just being show like, me the money. I'm doing this shit. <laughs> just, I'm, doing the, I'm doing the steroids, man. I got to win this race. <laughs> just my, my fucking trainer can't, I can't handle it no more. Oh, gosh. That this is took a turn. wild. <laughs> this took a turn. I love it. Oh. <laughs> Here I was. I was going to like throw like something like deep at you guys to see what you thought. About. We're talking about a VH, VH1 exclusive on a horse. <laughs> ESPN 30 for 30. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, how do we get back into that? His name was Blackie. <laughs> <laughs> R.A.P. <laughs> no, we were like, don't kill the horses. Like, we got to do it, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it is rough seeing that. And then, like, she's looking back at it, at, at the horse, and, you know, you're just like, wow, another another thing to traumatize this girl for. <laughs> you know, then her arm gets chopped off. Right. Yeah. Today oh. was a bad day for her. Yes. <laughs> But, you know, she killed that guy, so yeah. she should have a happy life after this, right? The price of war. Yeah, that's the point. That's what she thought. Um, no, my granddad back in the day, um, when he was out hunting with my uncle, when my uncle was a little kid, uh, my granddad got actually bitten by a rattlesnake and mm. kind of had to do that same sort of thing and had to drive into town to get the the serum, the the anti-venom stuff. So no cutting off and the limb? And he was all right. Nope. Okay. He survived. His limb survived. But, I mean, that was just out in, you know, I mean, shit, what am I saying? Like, northwest Kansas, it's not too much different than whereabouts they were. So. Right. Yeah, they, they mean, bring up Jonesboro, Arkansas. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, that's not even that mm-hmm. far from me, you know? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And it really wasn't that long ago when you th- think about it. Don't say that. No. I don't need to know that rattlesnakes are weird. Still here. <laughs> yeah. I hate to tell you this too. They're evolving oh, okay. uh, because of the wild hogs that are um, now loose in the country. Kova. Rattlesnakes have uh, <laughs> now stopped rattling. What? Yes. Look, man, we got pythons. We got to deal with down here. <laughs> All of a sudden, they just started showing up in the Everglades. Why? Because people thought they were cute pets, and no, they're too uh, big. To, we got to throw them out. And where are they throwing it out? To the Everglades, where there are gators, and they're like, like, no, we're leaving, man. Yeah. Dude, if we start getting snakes with, like, super-powered legs and no rattling, we're fucked. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> no, just Mother Look. Nature's just mad. She's Gonna keep throwing everything at us. Uh, oh it's yeah, all I'm, our fault. It is our fault. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the day to say like, I'm just waiting for to say, guys, in two weeks, Florida's gonna be underwater. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> I'm like, hey, do you wanna come up to Kansas and hang out with the rattlesnakes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go as far north as possible. <laughs> Into the cold. <laughs> <laughs> Where there's no snakes. You'll just have to worry about narwhals. Let's just go to Minneapolis and take over Princess Estate. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not going, I'm not going to any water. 
acquaintances. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But no, what I was going to try to throw at you guys, um, to bring it back to seriousness. Um, yes. I don't know. This movie gave me a certain feeling, and I couldn't quite figure it out until I just, you know, just kind of kept thinking about it afterwards. But just the whole story of Maddie being this young kid with a certain perspective and something on her mind where she was just out for um, vengeance and justice because she was definitely all about the justice and definitely wanting to get the vengeance. And part of that is because of her age and not having living lived life and seen things and gone through things. And I feel like when she finally shoots Brolin's character, um, and then she falls into the, the pit, like it's almost kind of like a symbolic, like, um, like loss of her youth or falling into, I wouldn't say sin or maybe like, maybe more like depths of despair, something like that. Because by actually killing another man, because she had this like, justice, vengeance, revenge sort of thing, like, encapsulating her. It's kind of like, you know, like, quote-unquote, like a fall from grace or a loss of that innocence in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. and I... To, can I take it a little step further? Mm-hmm. I, I felt like because she falls in a hole and, not to get all Freudian, but, like, when she comes back out, I mean, it's like she's rebirthed as um, like a loss of innocence and everything, kind of like you said, but uh, she becomes kind of a new person because of it. Like mm-hmm. somebody who uh, dealt with the loss of her father and she gets this, I wouldn't say redemption, but like it is, it's like a rebirthing process and she's coming out anew out of the hole, you know, take that with what you will. But I totally see that fall from grace and getting, back out of the crevice of where she is, you know, and she, I mean, she ultimately loses part of herself, her hand, you know, mm-hmm. so. Literally. Yeah. And what's the song in this movie? I don't know if any of you all grew up in churches that sang old school hymns. No, this, this but, didn't ring a bell to me, but yeah, uh, please. Really? Uh, it's, uh, leaning on the everlasting arms. Like leaning, leaning. Um, but when this, I went to a Spanish church, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard the song in the beginning. I was like, like, oh, it's an old school hymnal. There's just certain ones that, no matter what my thoughts are today in life, but there's still some old school hymnal songs that I just hold on to. Think are beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, I hold on to them, and then sing that song come back towards the end where she's, they start playing it when Brewster's carrying her in, his, you know, like carrying her in his arms and then she loses her arm. Like you said, a part of herself. And I was like, Oh God, I can't handle this. There's <laughs> some sort of weird, like, you know, spiritual thing happening to me right now. Watching this movie where I'm, <laughs> too like, deep. I'm too deep. gleaning <laughs> something from this. Yeah. It went too deep a little bit for me, but just like that hole. Hey, uh. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I love the, uh, even though we don't see it, but essentially, Rooster's character, he's out there to do a job, but he's lived it long enough that he's like the, 
because she's so hard set on the revenge and everything, he's showing like um, love and mercy and trying to save this girl. And obviously, in the end, he leaves the the dead body with, you know, Lviv. So he's obviously not going to get the money for that. And he never acts to collect the other $50 from the girl or anything like that. And then kind of looks like retires from his work and becomes a Wild West performer. Yeah. So it's just kind of like she changed his life too for a bit in a way. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like this had such like uh parallel consequences to not consequences, but like evolutions for everybody that was affected. Uh, these definitely these three, you know, Absolutely. But yeah, guys, any final thoughts or little scenes? Anything you wanted to throw out there? I'm good. I mean, unless uh, the scenic cast peeps have anything. I think I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm good too. Yeah. Yeah. One little tiny thing. In the beginning, with the three guys being hanged, no. I definitely felt so bad for the the indigenous dude. Oh yeah. Oh. It it pissed me off. Yeah. I got mad. Man, man with tears or man with crying. Like, what was it? What was his name? Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I felt bad for him too. Yeah, we like, all knew he wasn't guilty. Yeah, and and it's kind of messed up. All these other idiots are like, I do this and this and that, and he's trying to say what? Like, no, we don't even hear you. You're you're not you're not worth our time. Right? You don't you don't even get a voice for your last like moments of living. Yeah, Yeah, that kind of pissed me off. I got mad. I was like, like Cohen's Cohen's. (laughs) 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 I just see I I see Amanda just yelling at her screen, Cohen, like a. Like God in Star Trek Two. <laughs> I couldn't not think of, um, of uh, Buster Scruggs with the uh, James Franco being like first oh, time. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I don't know if I finished all of those stories or not. Oh, it's so good. Even like I think the, I even, did. there's a really good one at the end where it's very. It's it's similar to True Grit. It's like their version of it, but it's a bit different. It's it's a pretty good little short story in there. I haven't mm-hmm. even started it, so I I guess I need to. Oh, if you're if you're a Cohen brother fan or a Western fan, then uh, Buster Scruggs. Past five years, definitely the best Western. Okay. Well, I will let you know real soon how I feel mm-hmm. about this Western. Um, I'm ready to rate <laughs> this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, Steve Lowe's going to the best western. Yeah, the best yep, modern western is Hell or High Water. <laughs> oh, right, yes. I'm glad you said it. Oh, so uh-huh. good. Oh. Yeah, ratings one to three. You can put a half point in there of some kind. Oh, do you want me to? But, uh, do you want to go first? Quentin, why don't you go first? Okay. All right. Um. So. I don't know if you guys really could tell, but this wasn't my my cup of tea, really. Like, 
the only really saving grace is Haley uh, Haley Steinfeld Seinfeld, sorry, and um, yeah, I just I really I thank goodness she was our main character, um, but yeah, I uh, I'm gonna I'm, I think I'm gonna have to give this a one point four. All right. Kova. Uh, for me, despite my issues with her at the beginning saying, you know, like, I hope I never see this again when I first saw it. Uh, I was glad to see it, you know, as I'm now, like, having watched a lot more films and learned more about filmmaking, uh, I, I, I think I can appreciate it more, but it's definitely not a, a rewatch, uh, run to, run to my, uh, you know, house to watch the Blu-ray of True Grit. You know, I'm not not doing that, but I will give it for you know for the work, the cast, did, the crew, the cinematography. I I think it deserves a two point five. All right, Steve. Yeah, I also gave a two point five malfunctioning uh, guns. <laughs> 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 love it, love it. Um, I'm a sucker for this cast. I love westerns. I love the Coens. So. I loved the music choices, all of this, and uh, yeah, I gave this one a three. Wow, nice. okay. I would rewatch this again easily. Well, mm-hmm. then, nice. you and my wife would very much get along then, because she loves this movie. <laughs> what was your question? Yeah, I, I, um, I recently it was said that uh, I forgot which one. I think it was Ethan Cohen is is like retired from filmmaking. Like, how do you feel about that, that they might not work together again? It's, of course, I mean, same thing. Tarantino's going to make his final film. I Sucks, but, you know, that's their choice, and I'll respect it. I don't have to like it <laughs> at all. <laughs> but Not one bit. Uh, not one bit. <laughs> but, you I, I know, also... the noise can come back. Who knows? I also want to ask, have you seen 310 to Yuma? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. It's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was surprised I hadn't watched this one. I was like, because I know the old movie, and I don't know why I hadn't watched this one. Mm. It just didn't happen, but... And I've seen a ton of their films, too, so it's just like, how did I miss this? Yeah, it happens. Some, sometimes they slip mm-hmm. through the cracks. They also did No Country for... Old yep. men, right? Yeah. Love that one too. Uh man, I yep. feel so bad. I haven't seen any of these. So that could be technically considered a western, even though it wasn't set back in the time. Oh yeah, that could definitely be a modern yeah. western for sure. Yeah. So this could have been their precursor to make this movie. Yeah, I'm gonna need to watch uh something else, I guess, for the Coens, because I mean this just didn't really wet my whistle, so I need to like I need I need some like a palate oh, cleanser, oh. you know. Yeah, they do. They do a variety of things too. I mean, yeah. I mean, Fargo's nothing like. Oh, uh, I love Fargo. The Big Lebowski, um, Burn After Reading's great. Oh, so I good. Love I love that reading. film too. Holy cow! I didn't know that. Oh, that was Raising that. Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Inside Llewellyn Davis. That's a completely different thing. True. True. All right. So yeah, I, I they, can't. I can't. I'm not going to put this like <laughs> as a bad taste in my mouth for their films. They they do a great job with mm-hmm. their other stuff, but. I definitely need I definitely need uh 
I just need something something else, I guess, from them. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah. We'll leave her into that Cohen world. Right. It's good. All it's right. good. It's good. I'm I'm glad that uh, we watched this film because it was something it was something different than what we've really been watching. I mean, we've kind of done two war films, and this was our first dive into western this year. So I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Nice. Um, but you want me to go ahead and take it from here? Go for it. All right. So <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we just got done with our. Uh, new Western film and uh, True Grit. So next week we will be releasing uh, one of our Zodiac throwbacks um, for you guys. It'll be another war film. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Um, and then Amanda and I will be going into horror before we know it. And uh, that's going to be fun because, Amanda, you are kind of a mm-hmm. huge horror fan. Correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll kind of get into that. Um, be on the lookout for that. But uh, I do want to mention, as I mentioned in our other shows, we are gearing up for our Spider-Man Retro Reel collection. Um, and that will release on the 23rd, which is the Thursday, uh, which is a Thursday, I should say. And um, be on the lookout for our first episode and now that we have a secure date for Venom, it can't Venom <laughs> let there be carnage, I should say. Um, and Kova, <laughs> Kova is my guy because he like is literally just feeding me all this knowledge of when Venom is coming out, and I appreciate every single tag you you put me in. Um, <laughs> and so I know for a fact after I see that film, Kova, you better you best believe you'll be getting a message from me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're. I, 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 I would I would love to hear your review on the original. Venom. Like, <laughs> uh, your overall. It'll be coming boss. out this year, man, because <laughs> uh, it's part of our Spider-Man uh, Red to Real collection. Oh, so man. that'll be coming out. Oh yeah, I, I want to hear that, and then you should listen to what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll have an exchange of words. <laughs> oh, I'm interested now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that's uh. Oh, go ahead. No, you say that. That's one where I was just like, "What is happening?" You here? calm down. All right, we'll get to it. So you didn't love it? Oh, I'm in the. I'm in the. Uh, like where I, I'm with the critics, where the majority of critics were like, "What the hell was that?" And and I was with, and I was not with the audience. The audience was like, "We loved it." And I was like, "What you guys saw? Movie's <laughs> horrible." <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> it's a it's a turn in it's a turn in the wind. Oh my god. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um but yeah, so definitely make sure to be looking out for that. Um we're really excited to unveil that and uh with our wonderful two co-hosts on that. And now I'm going to give it to the scenic cast and I want you guys whoever wants to talk about it, give us everything you guys are doing because it is so much and we are so Happy we have all this stuff for you to uh, promote. Take it away. You know everything. I just I just show up with my information. Yeah, every Tuesday. Uh, right now the show is called The Scenic Cast. Uh, you can find everything at sceniccast.com. But basically every Tuesday we will have a new episode out covering 
three new movie reviews, uh, one theater release, and then a couple others that are streaming in the past couple of weeks. And then I've been including two more retrospective reviews. Uh, one's because this is a reboot show, so we have five years of movie reviews now. I have in storage, so I'm slowly re-uploading those onto our onto our show when it's relevant. Like for instance, when Venom finally does come out, our Venom review will be uploaded back on there in the same episode as well, so you'll get both. And then we have a lot of stuff going on in our Patreon as well, so you can always check that out for additional uh, content. Yeah, and I'm going to sound like I'm trying to sell you on Cinecast, so listen to my pitch, all right? Um, I listen to this podcast every single night. I've, I've been going through your uh, your feed, starting starting kind of – because, I mean, how many shows do you have on your new feed? Uh, six Episode 16 was just uploaded. Right, and these aren't very short episodes. I mean, we're talking maybe three-plus hours. So I turn this on yeah. every night before I go to bed just to, like, wind down, you know. And, dude, nothing makes me happier than listening to you guys talk about films. And it just uh, – not saying you're boring and it puts me to sleep, but it's just nice that I have, like, a go-to podcast that I unwind with every single night. So not to sound creepy, but you guys are the last things I hear. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Cool. I've never heard that. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate. It. I mean, I one somebody one time did say I have an angel's voice, so I, I understand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll just we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, we'll just leave like, it at that. <laughs> no, but uh, I I just want to say uh, thank you for having us on, man. It was really fun to talk about trivia, especially a movie that. Um, I for one didn't think I would ever see again, but I was kind of glad. I was glad that I got to see it and and appreciate it in in a different perspective than I than the mindset I had, you know, ten years ago and what I felt towards it uh, initially. Well, we appreciate you being on. Thank you as well. Yeah, Steve. Anytime. I mean, you guys are welcome anytime. Appreciate it, man. Because. these guys, these guys have had Amanda and I on their show a couple times, and every time it's just a blast. I I love when you uh, message mm-hmm. us and say, "Hey, you guys want on?" and we're like, "Hell yeah!" So we really appreciate the love, and yeah. we'll do it again. No, love having you guys. Yeah, it's always a blast. Thank you so much. So it's always good to have other people's perspectives and and learn different things and how other people view them. Like it's it's not always you know. <clears throat> Uh, one of those things where it's like everybody thinks the same thing. That's why I love always bringing on different people to the podcast because like you never know what what they're gonna bring that you never saw. Like like mm-hmm. you guys have brought some things up that I was just like, oh, I I, I didn't see that. Uh, what? I, especially Amanda. Amanda's brought on a lot of stuff. That I was just like. See, I did not see that. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> that's why we. That's like, why we have her, man. Because she, 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 you know, she goes deep and and talks. Uh. <laughs> oh my god! What? <laughs> of course. Right. Um. But this was the the real scene at Zodiac cast and. Uh, we are going to be back with uh, a Zodiac throwback for next week. 
But until then, we will check you guys later, and as always, keep it real. Adios. Adios. (laughs) Adios. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you.